looking. Oh, good. It looks good. <laughs> okay, so that good. behind the scene, Levels BTS. Are good. BTS of FOH. That's and, behind and we're the not scenes. talking K-pop. We're not talking Maybe. K-pop. Um, yeah, so welcome to welcome. your special little Patreon ep. This is just a quick one because we've been neglecting you, our precious babies. And you're our favorites. And so sometimes you have to push away the ones you love. That is so true. And then you guys, you you know, set free, set them free. And if they come back, right. they're yours. This is actually a real restaurant experience because, like, if my friends come to visit me, they get my worst service because I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, okay, clock an empty glass. I'm like, I'll talk to them about that in They're, 10 minutes when I'm ready. Right. I know they like me and I don't have to deal. I don't have to like win them. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we love you guys the most, as we often say. So mm-hmm. we're giving you a little a little quick one right now to tide you over. Yeah. So on Mother's Day yep. of all days, <laughs> we recorded in the morning and then we went to see Grey Gardens at Metrograph. Which is great. If you haven't seen it, it's a legendary documentary made in the mid-70s by two brothers. Um, and it details the life of two sort of recluse. Yeah. So if you don't know the story, it's, um, these cousins of the Kennedys, they were cousins of actually, um, the, what's that? The Bovies. Yep. Um, which is Jackie and Lee. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were, so the big Edie, the older woman is their aunt. aunt. Yeah. And little Edie is their cousin. Right. And these two women were living in a, in a estate in East Hampton and they became agoraphobic and like, let the house go to ruin. They went completely. Hashtag, not hashtag slash (laughs) may have always been mentally ill, but really. Well, when you're, I mean, you can be mentally ill when you're like super rich when you're super rich. Yeah, of course. Um, and then, but Big Edie's husband separated from her, remarried, like left her the house, da 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 da. And so it fell into squalor. <clears throat> this was made public news because the township or whatever of East Hampton was going to evict them. And then Jackie and Lee came in and did all these repairs on the house. And subsequent to that, these filmmakers came to like film these women in their everyday lives. And it's, uh, Hell of a good time. It's fascinating. It it's a lot of emotion to like. I cried and laughed. Like it's like very. It's so funny. Also very funny at Metrograph. We were. It was Mother's Day, and the people next to us was like a guy, like thirty year old guy and his mom. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is an interesting. This is an interesting portrait that I'm seeing. My God. this here on the screen. This yes. year next to me, I was like, what? It was, oh man, it's so good. And it doesn't feel like, I've seen documentaries where I'm like, like that. Have you ever seen the Crumb documentary about our Crumb and his, his brother? Mm-mm. It's, it's very fucked up. It felt very exploitative. And I, and I, I think that can be the case when you are like doing a film about people who are mentally ill and For are sure. like, you know, quote unquote characters, even though they're like, they're fucking people. Yeah, but for it, sure. It felt very like tender and like it. It's also like, it's not a documentary that's done to be the filmmakers. You can hear their voice at times. You can see them. Yeah. They're not trying to portray themselves as like depict it they're not trying to remove themselves from the narrative of the film yeah which i think is like 
Yeah. They're not like, this is the truth. It's like, here's right. the scenario. This is yeah. the scene. Um, I always, it's so funny because I feel like a lot of people haven't seen this movie when in my mind, everyone has seen it. It's such a touchstone. It is. And I, especially when, uh, I always feel like art school girls mm. love this movie. Yeah. And I feel like I know a lot of people in that world and especially like art school guys. I'm like, did you not watch this movie just to be able to talk to girls about it? Like that's yeah. what I always... Yeah, I it's like this I discovered Bush, it because you know? um my friend Chloe is like lo- like she it's it's just like it's a cross section of everything that she loves and she was really into it when we were in college and so we watched this the documentary and then also HBO did a fictional movie about those two women. We watched that and Chloe's very good at like costumes and voices and she dressed mm. up as big Edie sure. and with a friend of ours was little Edie for Halloween one year, Fun, you know, a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's also, it is, uh, I think we were talking after we saw it where it's like, uh, brings up a lot for like, I think for a lot of women when you like are watching it and you're like, fuck, like how close are all of we, like, because these women were like social, like they were yeah. rich, they were socialites. They were like living in like on fucking park Avenue in New York. And then you cut to them like living with like cat feces and like, not just because of money, like money was part of it that they lost that. Yeah. But it's much more than that. And like yeah. that they didn't marry or the younger one didn't marry. And like, and she was, remains this like flirt and very girlish in her affectation. It's it's like completely perverse to watch. It's it's like a fifty year old woman being like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh hello, and she's like in a she's little like outfit, flirting with the Maisels, and she's like, mother, the Maisels are here, yeah, and like stuff like that. It's crazy. Well, Susan Bordeaux is a a, a theorist. She's a philosopher. And she writes about like mental illness that like women specifically have like eating disorders and agoraphobia specifically and talks about those, like the ways of taking the expectations of women and like becoming monstrous through them. Mm. And that agoraphobia is like, okay, like I should be in the kitchen. Like I'm not leaving the house Yeah, and like hoarding being like in the same vein of like, Oh, okay. Like I should be tending to like, the little objects in our home, like I'm keeping everything interesting and like eating disorders being like, Oh, I'm thin. Like, okay, I don't eat. And like, and I think that that is like, that's what you see on screen is like, okay, like you want women to be these like flirty little coquettish women. Like, okay, well what if that never stops? Yeah. And it becomes like, what does that mean for you to like really reckon with that? It's interesting. This is a comedy podcast, Kelly, <laughs> and I don't feel like laughing, you know? <laughs> yes, it's it the thing that it, it can be enjoyed on so many levels, which is what I think is compelling yeah, about it because sure. you can do that, you know, crit, that like social commentary and then you can because they're very smart. Both of them are smart, talented women. <laughs> and you fucking hear them talk. They talk like 1920s radio stars. Oh my God. It's so they're funny. Like, that like mid Atlantic, they're like, 
Well, well do, no, they're the... they're New England. They're yeah. so I mean, essentially deep down, they're like Brahmin. Like yeah. it's hard. I can't. Sometimes I can do it, and sometimes I can't. You can always do it. Yeah, the marble fall. The marble fall. Like, I worry for Jerry. The hands of fate. Something terrible. <laughs> Jerry is my our favorite character, breakout star <laughs> that I'd forgotten about. He's the he's like a handyman, and he and in the movie he's probably like seventeen or something. Like he's very young, maybe yeah. early twenties. But because like, he lives with his family, that's like part of it, right? He lives with his family, and he's helping out these two women, and he's just the sweetest, most patient boy. Like he's like around their house, but he always has this like very placid look on his face, and he's always like kind of talks to them and like humors them. He isn't like mm-hmm. laughing at them ever. No, and they're always kind of like, "Jar, come over here and have some corn," and they're just like, <laughs> oh "God, that boiling scene is so funny. corn in a hot pot." in bed like she's like bedridden and she's like Jerry always goes mad for my corn he loves my corn he always says it's the best corn he's ever had out of this world (laughs) it's so funny he's just like eating this like looks disgusting like prepared bedside boiled corn Uh, he's like oh it's really good thanks yeah um he's gay and we were watching some like additional footage that wasn't in the like theatrical release and like they're talking he goes to a wedding and they're like were any of the girls pretty jerry and he's like i don't know he's like no there no everyone was married and they're like you can be pretty and and be married jerry and they both flirt with him even though like they're both just these like grotesque like not like they're actually go- like we're gorgeous women but grotesque as in just like their whole life is just like very beyond bizarre like yeah. it's just like wearing capes I'm, once and, someone like, starts feeding raccoons i would say like yeah. your desire to fuck them goes down dramatically depends on the state in my opinion (laughs) if i'm out in rural georgia that changes things you're like Um, their little hands they've got hands no i don't want to fuck the raccoons i'm saying (laughs) the people okay anyways gross lily wants to fuck dolphins she wants to fuck raccoons no 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 no, no. that's none of that is true None of that is true. It's Anyways, out there. It's out there. So a matter of public it's record. It's not a matter of public record. My dad is a patron of our Patreon, okay? Anyways. I forgot. Yeah. So, hello, Dwight. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Dwight. Welcome. Anyways, um, so, but so Jerry is like this guy, and he actually is kind of like crosses paths. He is later employed by Onassis, Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Tending to his like gardens in Europe becomes a cab driver in New York. And he is a sculptor. He's like an active artist. And he like lives with his partner. And it's like the cutest fucking thing to look back on him, knowing that he's just like a, you know, just like a gay man sculptor, like just knowing what he is. Yeah. Seeing his like, how like, tender he is towards these like completely batshit women just yeah it's it's very sweet i think that this is just reminding me of um something just broke this weekend which was that tyga used to be married to tristan thompson's ex the woman that chloe stole him from did did any of that nope none of it made sense to me but go ahead and i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about that and they're like this is so crazy and i was like no once you're in that echelon of like that yep. like richesse and that society, like everything is so incestuous and so like the web is so webby and he's Jerry got caught up in the web. Yep. 
You know, Onassis, yep. the fucking the, the Beauviers, Onassis. He's crossing continents. Yeah. He's crossing oceans. It's so crazy. You know? Good for him. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of Jerry and all he's done. Yeah. He's a sweet guy. I was interested in the connection to... Um, I made Lillian watch like half an episode of Housewives, which she liked. I did actually really like it. I, I was like kind of terrified that I did Sometimes like it. Sometimes they make reference to Grey Gardens on Housewives and it always makes me because they're like that age now like the Housewives are like in their 50s and they're like and so and one of the Housewives is Lee Radswell's daughter-in-law right and um, of her late son and it gives me Lee Radswell's late son what did her son die of just cancer oh, okay regular old cancer regular old non-Kennedy-esque <laughs> cancer um well no he was young he was okay. young. He died. It's that family is really cursed. He died like a month after John John. That's sad. And it was like, it's oh, crazy. I didn't know that it was that long ago. Huh? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carol is like, yeah, besides, uh, the cancer, Anthony was really healthy. It's like that. Well, that doesn't That's really track. Yeah. <laughs> um, but gives me great joy to think of if, uh, Carolyn Bissett was a housewife, was a housewife. You think that would happen? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. No, she Carolyn. was so classy. She, yes. If we learn anything from Grey Gardens, they're not classy. Well, not, they, I think they're still, they, <laughs> talking about freaking Nathaniel Hawthorne in everyday conversation, <laughs> that's classy to me. They, re- that's the thing is like, these women just reference like the mob fawn novel by Nathaniel Hawthorne wrote a lot of great thrillers. Yeah. You're like, no, they, what? Mm-hmm. But they, they, that's the way they have all of these, you know, society references. Right. They're still classy to me, even though they're feeding raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> that is very interesting. But I am from Florida. So I mean, if to me, it just proves that like, um, all of that, that manners and the class, it's a patina that covers over a rot in that family, in those families. In the Kennedys? Oh, yeah. No, there's Big no... Big rot. There's no rot in the Kennedys. I mean, there, yes, of course there is. <laughs> but they are blue bloods. That's different than the real housewives. The real housewives are blue. No, they're not. J.P. Morgan's ex-wife is a real wife. She's not by blood. (laughs) You're like... I'm pointing a finger right now, uh, Kelly. uh, Oh, my Lord. Give me the bloodlines of those women. I will fucking show you. Uh, They hightailed a fucking... Where? Were they from California or something? No, they're all from, like, upstate. Yeah. So, that's not blue blood. That's not old money. But they married into it. Yeah, but but that's not their fucking blood. (laughs) Is it? But something in the blood was attracted. No. The blood was attracted. <laughs> there are some, the real housewives of New York. It's like so many of like truly like the upper echelon of, of American society. The ex-wives. Yeah. Are all housewives. It's really crazy too. I love that. I mean, I've only seen a couple episodes, but I was like, I love that show because it's based in a city where I live. And I've never heard or seen of any of the places that they go. Oh, no. It's so weird. It's crazy. It's also like they, the way that they even talk about, like, even places where I'm like, like, um, Carol lives in the village and they're always like, "Ah, came down here to see you, darling. (laughs) You know, like, it's like, they're like, 
<laughs> like this isn't Sex in the City twenty years ago. Oh my god, it's crazy. That's so funny. Um, yeah, like the the heir to the Standard Oil fortune. His ex wife is a housewife. I know, but I'm that you, is. Crazy. I know. Okay, you're talking about the blood. You fucking psycho. <laughs> the blood. I'm, it means something, Kelly. In this day and age, <laughs> it means something to me. <laughs> Were you excited about the royal baby? No, I keep for I keep losing count. There's they keep popping them out. Well, that's what royals do. No, I just know. in case they get the it's their job. They get guillotined. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about old timey diseases. Um, I guess it's kind of exciting because we all love Megan. I guess. I mean, like more so mm-hmm. than what's her face. What's the other one? Uh, Kate Middleton. Yeah, yeah. Well, prime example. She's fucking trash. Whoa! <laughs> How did you feel about Princess Diana? Ugh, we love we love Princess Diana. Okay, interesting. She's but she's a that's the opposite to me of like she wasn't like middle class. She was still like in like she was mm. in social circles where she was like attending parties where she would run into Prince Charles. Right. So it wasn't like she was like a nobody okay. that he plucked from, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But she, ha- that was still kind of her backstory to people. I feel like they felt like she was, the, you know, she's the princess of the people or whatever the fuck. The people's princess. People. That's what I meant. So, yeah. you know, turn it around. I've never been into any of that stuff. And cause Diana died when I was a, a true baby. Are you kidding me? And like, and my mom is not into it. So like there was nothing that like got me into it. It didn't, I mean, I remember it because, uh, it was like the medieval times and everyone was just paying attention to stuff like that. Cause we, like it was before, cause it was like what, 97 or something. It was like, nobody had, right. Media right. was different. So we all watched the fucking funeral. Like I yeah, watched I Princess that. Diana's no, funeral, candle in the wind, not a dry eye on the house. These eyes, these eyes, bone dry. <laughs> I didn't understand. I just knew that she was who she was. I knew her from like, I knew her from her AIDS work at the time. I'm like 12. Um, <laughs> You're like, gosh, oh, she's a true, a true. But she did do real shit and she yeah, had sure. gorgeous outfits. Sure. And, and she got Naomi Watts to play her. She had to in the f- biopic. fucking fuck her, the ugliest man in the world. Oh, Prince Charles. Disgusting. So hideous. Hideous. Oh my God. I mean, thank God Harry's cute, but the the older one is. Yeah. But Harry's got at least he's going to turn soon. Why don't they get hair surgery or whatever? I guess Britain, British people don't do that. Yeah. I also think it's like, remember when LeBron got plugs and everyone was like, dude, I don't did, you know, people get the like tattoos. I think that's a smart idea. They get scalp tattoos, you know? Oh, which you can do like if you're if your hair is like super short all the time, you just yeah, get, you just get like a, oh that's kind of interesting. I mean, I think it works more for like black men. Yeah, but I was like that's a because it just looks like that's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard because it is one of those things that you have to be like you have to start it early and you have to maintain it because it's like LeBron had hair, his hairline was like back here, and then he suddenly came in to an interview, yeah. like lined up. It was like, no, we know Aww, that that's it's not hard though for guys with the hair. I, know, I, know. I, I have trouble having sympathy for guys, but in that I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. It's so out of your control. Yeah. It really is out of your control. And, and, and it's also, it's like, they're in this like intense trap of like, 
treating it is seen as like, like pussy shit. Yeah. So like, it's like, it's, it's pussy shit to go bald, but then it's pussy shit to like do anything. I love a bald guy. I think it's great. I don't even notice when guys are bald. I know that's crazy to say. Lillian's <laughs> like, I don't see race. I don't see color, color or baldness. Or status of hair. <laughs> no, I really don't, though. I, uh, I, like, I honestly, notice. like... If people... I mean, I, I'm fine. I can get down with it, but I, I notice. Yeah, I guess I'm just... I don't know. I'm, like, face-focused, you know? So, like... The hair is right above the face. I don't look up. I don't look up as a policy. And I'm You're like, up. my eyes are up here. Or, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just don't... I don't know. It doesn't when I talk to guys, they always have to say that. My eyes are down hey, here. Hey, don't look I'm, at my... And I'm you checking know, out that my, hairline. The hairline. <clears throat> no, I think, I think a lot of guys uh, can pull it off more than you know. I think a lot of guys can pull it off more than they know. You know? I agree with and that. It's not... I think it's... I mean, honestly, it's appealing to me just freaking... Low maintenance. You're an LM. What's Low that? maintenance. You're LM. Um, I think I'm fine with it. I'm absolutely. Also, fine it means with it. that they have more testosterone. That's why they go bald. So, virile. You know, is that important to you? I don't know. Like <laughs> biologically, aren't we drawn to that? You know. Well, you're on birth control, so God knows mm-hmm. what your pheromones are doing. I mean, I'm like. I don't, I don't, I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I know least of all, I'm the last to know. Government's controlling how we mate with each other, Kelly, via birth control. Well, thank God. I, I was left to my own devices. Look where I ended up. I come out mm-hmm. as a libertarian all of a sudden. No, it's no. You know? Well, I'm just saying, I don't think we should be on birth control. Reverse it. I disagree. I disagree. No, I mean, obviously birth control is good, but uh, I'm pro-abortion, pro-birth control. But I also think uh, that people haven't, that they have not done enough research about birth control. That's true. That's very true. Which is like, people are dying from fucking blood clots from birth control. And I'm just like, this doesn't need to fucking happen. No, for sure. I I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, I, IUDs are like, they're like, it's a mystery. I'm it's like, like cool, that's bad. Thank you. Yeah. I also think that like, I know a lot, and this is like a very, obviously a personal anecdote and that people I know have also had this, but like fucking when I was on birth control, I was like, I feel fucking crazy. Yeah. And I, I'm like, it really bothers me that like you have to change how you fucking feel. Yeah. I mean, I went off birth control because I, it made me literally ravenously hungry and I gained weight and I was like, this ain't working. No, it's just, it's just, (laughs) I was like, I'm on this pill so I can fuck. I'm getting too fat to fuck. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's all very weird to me. It's like sad. And, uh, I do really like the IUD though. I have a hormonal IUD. I really like it. Oh yeah. I'm not taking that risk. Um, for me personally, but maybe, who knows? Maybe I'll do it one day. Um, no, anyways, I don't know how we, we decided to talk about Grey Gardens and we've, but that's what the Patreon episode is That's what all it's about. for. That's what it's for. And we're, we're kind of emulating the style. It's essentially, <laughs> it's essentially what a real pod, what most podcasts between two people are, are just people talking and having no thread. Yeah, that's true. That's like so what this is, a normal podcast is. Which I don't know how people do it. I'm like, I don't know how you listen to this garbage. It's just like us. Um, <laughs> but no, but these are the, these are the, the more chill episodes when we're yeah. not, we're not on I mean, topic. I think that 
when a podcast has too tight a structure, it's not good. But when it's literally nothing, I'm like, yeah, what? Terrible. It's so bad. Um, okay. I don't know why people don't just pick, even if you say, Hey, this is the podcast. You might listen to it. Cause it's just a couple of friends relating at least picks kind of talk to each other before you turn hit record and kind of say something. What's, what's the thesis? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we're going to crank out more Patreon episodes for y'all in the very near future. Going to focus a little bit more on. We'll crank one out. Ew. No, we're not. Yeah, no, baby. no, no, no. Um, but as always, we thank you all so much. Um, and thank you for your patronage. Yeah. You're our Medici. Oh, Medici. No, we're the. Me- oh, yes. No, they, they are. are. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> Medici. Medici. Me? Freaking. Da- like the sculptor. Da- um, uh, Who's the guy? Who Michelangelo. Michelangelo. <sighs> I was like, Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles. Donatello, <laughs> 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 Raphael. Okay. We love pizza. Bye. Bye.